It is draft day, my friends. My mock draft will be made in this episode today. If you even want, I was thinking of putting my comparisons up. It was recommended to me, so I'm not going to steal all the credit for it. But I was thinking of putting up my mock draft up against like Mel Kuyper's last mock draft and posting it on Facebook. We'll do a little bit of an insider debate, maybe. We'll see who's who did better. Um, we'll see if I'm, I'm as good as the draft experts of ESPN, or maybe if I'm just an average schmuck on the internet. We'll find out after today. So let's get into our NFL mock draft, the final one of this year. So I will be doing this live as I'm recording it. I haven't pre-made it, but I have some notes on what I want to do. I kind of want to make it feel like it is in a live draft, and sometimes the board can change with last-second picks. Who could go where? We'll just go with it. So the easy one, Bryce Young first. I think that's a pretty safe one. By the way, this is how I will be doing the draft. I want to do it, one, based on what I think could happen, but two, I want to do accuracy. So – I might like one player to one team a little more, or there might be a position I like more, or a quarterback I like more, but I want to do it based on accuracy. I want to see how many picks I can get right. And I will say, despite that, I will not be doing trades. So an example is a lot of people have said, you know, the Titans might trade up for three and grab a quarterback. That hasn't happened yet. And I don't think it's very accurate to make an entire draft board over a trade that has not happened. That that would trade that would change every outcome possible. So until that happens, I will keep the board as is. Sounds good? We all know what we're doing. All right. There we go. So, Bryce Young, easy first overall pick. I'm pretty sure that's pretty sure that's a lock by now. Second one. I don't like it, but I think this is what's going to be the case. I think it's Will Anderson Jr. going second to the Texans. I will keep the uh, descriptions of these short unless I need a reason to describe it, only due to the fact that I have done like four mock drafts now. So we know these players. If you're a listener of this show, you know the players. You've heard me talk about them. You know what I like about them. You know what I don't like about them. Arizona is on the clock. If they are staying at three, and picking a person, I think it is going to be Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Mainly due to the fact I've seen him on draft boards this high several times. I've heard lots of reports that Tyree Wilson is their favorite player. If they don't trade out, I think it's Tyree Wilson. Next, Will Levis. Colts. That is an easy pick. Fourth overall, Will Levis is going to the Indianapolis Colts. Now we have the Seattle Seahawks on the clock. I'm having them take Jalen Carter. I think that I've seen on almost every mock draft, whether it's Mel, whether it's Yo Mama, whatever it is, I've seen everyone picking Jalen Carter fifth overall. So now we're to my Detroit Lions. Uh, This would not be an ideal situation, sadly, due to the fact that I was hoping we'd have more pass rushers available, but... Unfortunately, I think this is how the draft board's going to be. So I think they do best player available, which leaves Devin Witherspoon available for the Detroit Lions. We have a teammate of his and Kirby Joseph at safety. 
Why not bring Witherspoon in? Yes, they signed a bunch of free agent corners. Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But only one of those three is signed to a multi-year deal. And they're probably going to want a piece that's younger and cheaper for the future that has a higher upside. So I think Witherspoon is a very safe pick there. Next, the Raiders. I don't know where C.J. Stroud's going yet in my draft. Could I? Should I put him here? I See, the crazy thing about Stroud is I thought he was going to go like at two just a couple weeks ago. But now we still have Richardson on the board. We still have Stroud on the board. You know, I think I'll do. We'll do Stroud to the Raiders. To the Raiders. Next, we got the Atlanta Falcons. I'll be honest. I the Falcons could go a lot of ways with this pick. Got a buddy of mine that uh, is a diehard Falcons fan, and he sounds like he has absolutely zero confidence in his team to do anything correct. Which kind of makes me sad. I hope I hope the Falcons are good because I've always I've always kind of liked them. Yeah, just not as like a bandwagon, but I love Matt Ryan and Julio Jones together. They've always had some cool teams, and I'd like to see them be back in the the spotlight again. So, some people have said Bajan Robinson could start getting picked around here. While the Falcons could do that, knowing that they have Arthur Smith, which is a really run dominant uh, offensive system. I, I don't think they do that. They have Tyler Algier. They have other pieces on the offense. I could see them getting a receiver, but that would be later in the draft. I think that's too high here. And while they did reinforce their secondary, trading for Jeff Okuda, signing Jesse Bates, I think they still go with Christian Gonzalez here, a corner out of Oregon. Yes, so Okuda was a last-second trade, but... There's nothing showing that he is a long-term fit here. So I'm putting Gonzalez at eight to the Falcons. Next, I have the Chicago Bears. I'm going to have them take the Ohio State tackle Paris Johnson. I think he could go higher, as high as three maybe. Some people... Uh, across the league, whether it's insiders, whether it's actual NFL executives, have talked about Paris Johnson as probably the number one tackle in the draft now. Peter Skaronsky had that label for a long time, but it appears that that is starting to be taken away from him. I don't know if it's just over-analysis paralysis where people are just overthinking and they're going to make a mistake, or if this is... Something something changed. We like this guy more for some reason. Maybe Skronsky bombed an interview or something. Who knows? Honestly, for me, when it comes to tackles, just pick the one that you like, whether it's measurables, whether it's experience, whether the, it's the school they went to, whether it's their name is cooler. It doesn't really matter to me. So next we have the Eagles at 10. Again, people are thinking Bajan here. I don't think Bajan Robinson goes in the top 10. I know I've seen some people talking about it. I doubt it, though. When it comes to the Eagles, they are a very smart organization, and they realize they have two first-round picks here to reload for another Super Bowl run. I doubt that they use those picks on a running back in the first round. Yes, they lost Miles Sanders, but I'll tell you, they can find Miles Sanders' replacement 
potentially in the third or fourth round when it comes to running backs. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Look at some of the highest drafted running backs in recent years. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he's good. But you look at Leonard Fournette where he was drafted at like 6th or 7th overall. He might have been drafted even higher at 4th. He was drafted by Jacksonville years ago. But did he ever really? Like, he was good. He was a really good running back for a while. But is he still there? McCaffrey's good when he's healthy. He played very well for San Francisco this year. But... Ask Carolina fans how they felt when he would miss like half the year every single season. Or, you know, Dalvin Cook always had some injury issues. He's probably leaving Minnesota next year. Uh, bottom line, I'll say it like this. We got to keep it moving here. I don't think Bajan goes in the top 10 because I think teams are afraid to draft a running back that he's not. It's not that he has injury issues. It's the fact that running backs have sh- such a short lifespan. So. I highly doubt they pick Bajan here. I think they could go with a defensive player. I was thinking secondary for a while, but Christian Gonzalez and Witherspoon are both gone. Yes, they brought back James Bradbury and Darius Slay, but they are both getting long in the tooth, and maybe getting a guy behind him would be good. I think they go Nolan Smith here. I think as their defense gets older, They have Brandon Graham. They have Fletcher Cox. They have some very good veteran pieces to go with some younger ones as well that they've drafted in recent years like Jordan Davis. As these older names start to leave, though, they're going to have to draft the new new faces of these teams to then take over and carry Jalen Hurts on the defensive end once his contract kicks in. You're not going to be able to keep names like Fletcher Cox. So I think Nolan Smith, the speedy edge rusher out of Georgia, goes 10 to the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, my final quarterback in this draft, mock draft at least, is Anthony Richardson, and I think he goes to the Titans here. I think they have already given up on Malik Willis. We all saw him play very, very raw. Someone needs to put him back in the oven and cook him up so he can develop a little bit better, but I don't think anyone's going to give him that chance. I think they're going to move on from him. I think they're going to draft Anthony Richardson, my guess is he sits behind Tannehill for a little bit until whether Tannehill maybe gets banged up or poor performance or until they think Anthony Richardson is ready. They need to do something with their quarterbacks, though. I would honestly like to see Richardson sit a full year, though, because I think that the the Titans need help with their offensive line. They have a good run game, potentially, with Derrick Henry. Their O-line needs some help, and they don't have a single good receiver. A single good receiver. Traylon Burks is not amazing by any means. So, Going to Houston. All the quarterbacks are gone now, unless they want Hendon Hooker. And I don't think they'll be taking the fifth-best quarterback with the 12th-best pick. So, what could they do here? They could go receiver. They could go D-line. I think they'll take the first receiver off the board, and I like Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. If he didn't have injury issues, he probably would have been the first receiver taken, but he would have been going at pick six, pick five. Everyone wanted Jackson Smith and Jigba after his first season starting at Ohio State, so I see why everyone wants to get him now. I think it would be an absolute steal to get him here at 12. All right. The Patriots are available now to start making picks. It's weird. Oh, no, not the Patriots. Ah, the Packers. 
forgot my draft boards been flipped around with the Aaron Rodgers trade. That still wasn't even right, though. So, yes, the Packers, the Cheeseheads are available. Here's the thing with the Packers. They almost never pick defense or offense in the first round. They never pick quarterbacks unless it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. They never really pick receivers, though. That's always later rounds. So where could they go here with this pick? They have Jordan Love. Do they want to get him a weapon? They could go with Michael Mayer. They could go D-line. They could go corner, whatever the case is. I know the Packers like defensive players in the first round. So what I'm going to do is I am going to give them Miles Murphy out of Clemson. As we move on to the Patriots, I know there's some Patriots fans out there. They need to protect Mac Jones if he's going to be able to compete at the level of any other quarterback in that division. Right now, He's got a couple maybe potential Hall of Famers. I'd say yes to Aaron Rodgers, but maybe in Josh Allen if he keeps the stats up that he's been performing at in recent years. And then you got a dynamic offense in the Miami Dolphins. And I actually do like the Patriots defense. I think it's a very solid unit. But defense can only get you so far without an offense. And nothing, nothing I think can be more infuriating than when your defense is getting hard-earned stops and your offense is just putting up duds. I think they need to protect Mac Jones. Getting him a good tackle, one, would be able to help their run game. I do like Ramondre Stevenson a lot as a running back. Having him and then having Mac Jones protected, that will be a great fit for the Patriots to help them compete next year. I'm giving him Peter Skronsky. Pick 15. I think we're going tackle again. I think this is where a lot of tackles can come off the board. I think it's almost a lock that the Jets take a uh, quarterback. What am I? Brain fart. But I think it's a lock that the Jets are taking a tackle. They don't need receivers. They have Elijah Moore. They have uh, Garrett Wilson. They have Alan Lazard. They don't need receivers. They have running back in Brees Hall. They have their quarterback now, Aaron Rodgers. They have corners. They have linemen. I think they go tackle here, reinforce the defense or the offensive line. You saw Broderick Jones, but I'm going to give them Darnell Wright. All right, Washington is on the clock. Some people I've seen mocking quarterbacks to them, but they have come out and said that they are going to be starting Sam Howell next year. I think that's a great way to get your coach fired on a prove-it year, but that's what Washington's doing. Now, that was before the new ownership change. So again, if there was a team to make something absolutely stupid happen on draft night, it might be Washington, whether it's taking a risk on a quarterback that they shouldn't or trading up for something ridiculous. That could be the words of ownership going, we want to win now and we want to make a big splash and prove that we're the new bullies on the block. I I don't think they do that. I think they probably just take the best available player for them. I don't think they go Bajan Robinson here because they drafted a running back last season. They could go a bunch of different ways. I think they need some offensive line help, but a lot of tackles just went off the board. You could do Broderick Jones. You could do, um, what's it, from uh, Florida, Osiris Torrance, but he's more of a guard, and that'd be a little high to draft him at 16. So I'll give them a corner. I'm, I'm thinking I'm giving them a corner. Or the only the only other thought I could say is do they go 
defensive line only due to the fact that they didn't pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option. Yeah, that's a whole story on its own, by the way. So, you know what? I will give them Kalijah Cansey out of Washington just because of that. All right, we're on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They could go corner here or they could go tackle here. I think either one would be a good fit. I like Broderick Jones going to the Steelers, so I will be giving them Broderick Jones. It'll reinforce uh, their offensive line, rejuvenate it, give Kenny Pickett some more time in the pocket as he develops for his second NFL season. The Lions, Bajan is available. See, I like, I would love to see Bajan with Detroit. But honestly, I think receivers more of a need than running back. They have David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift's on a one one year deal left. I think he's got one year left on his deal. They could maybe go safety with Brian Branch. They could. They already got corner. Do they go tight end? Maybe. I don't. I don't like the Lions taking a tight end this early because honestly, I think some of the tight ends. That, that had been mocked in the first round could fall to the second round. So I don't necessarily love that. I know I did one mock draft. Um, I didn't record it, but I did one mock draft just to kind of practice for this, and I gave him Jordan Addison. I think it would be a little high for them to draft a receiver unless there was one they were absolutely in love with. I do like Addison a lot. But they did just take... Ah, you know what? I'll give him Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. Project guy never started there because he was playing behind some experienced uh, senior upperclassmen, but found his way to get on the field and due to his size, his, his tangibles. He's a very, um, he's a project edge rusher that's going to need some time getting used to the NFL, but he was able to put impact plays down on the field at Iowa. Next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They need everything. They need a quarterback. They need offensive line, defensive line help. They probably could use some weapons down the middle like a tight end. They could use a safety as well. They have so many holes. I think they just need to go with best player available and start drafting studs all over the field. I would think giving them – I was thinking Brian Branch maybe because, yes, a safety is not necessarily the biggest need sometimes, but this late in the draft in the first round – Branch could be probably the best overall player at any position. I don't think they really need a receiver because they have some decent ones in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Looking at the board here, we still have a tight end. Do they want a tight end, maybe? We could give them Dalton Kincaid. I think we'll do that. We'll give them the tight end out of Utah, Dalton Kincaid. I've made this pick a lot when it comes to Seattle. They could go with a guard. They could go with a defensive lineman. They already got Jalen Carter. I think as of now, I will give them Osiris Torrance out of Florida. I think he's he's a guard, which is not as desired as much as a tackle on the edge. But I think he's got more potential at the guard position than some of those tackles that were taken ahead of him. I really like this kid as a player. I think he'll do a great job. The Miami Dolphins are next. They lost their pick, so they'll be drafting dirt. Moving on to 21, the uh, Chargers. This is where I think Bajan goes. Eckler wants out, 
and they need to help their run game. I think Bajan Robinson could be better than Eckler when it comes to actually running the ball. I could see Bajan going there, and I think he goes there. If not, I think he could maybe go to Dallas. But Bajan to the Chargers. I think that's the move that they're going to be going with. Next, the Ravens, Edgar Allan Poe's favorite team. So the Ravens, they have some Lamar issues. They have Odell Beckham Jr., who I don't know. I still don't know how he's going to be making $18 million next year to do what. He has not played well in four years. But the Ravens are kind of a mess. I always feel like they're one of like the better organizations in, in the NFL. It feels like they're always making good position or decisions. It feels like they're always – like even if they don't make the playoffs, they're like the first team eliminated. It never feels like they're really a bad team in this league. Where do they go with here? They have they have Odell. Do they want to maybe get another receiver to go with him? If that's the case, I could see them maybe get Jordan Addison out of USC. I could see them go corner as well, but I think they need offensive weapons to make Lamar happy. I think that's the main priority. So I will give them Jordan Addison out of USC. Next, the Vikings are on the clock. I think they go wide receiver as well due to the fact that Justin Jefferson's going to be taking a big payday soon. I think it would be good to get him another weapon, though, so he's not always getting double teamed. Quinton Johnston is another deep threat guy. I could see, I mean, Justin Jefferson is one of those receivers that can do everything. You can put him in the slot, but you also can throw 50-50 balls to him. Honestly, he I think he's probably the best receiver in football right now. That being said, though, getting him another weapon could only make it their, their offense more dangerous. I would say keep an eye on this one because I said it in previous episodes, so if you don't believe me, go back and check the receipts. But I said it doesn't. It might not be draft night, but it will be sometime this draft week end, I guess, in the second or third or fourth round. Look at Delvin Cook potentially getting moved by the Vikings. He's an older veteran running back who costs a lot of money, and Kirk Cousins isn't cheap. Justin Jefferson's not going to be cheap soon. They have a lot of expensive veteran free agent guys. They're going to want to try and keep them, and I think Delvin Cook is going to be the odd man out. So look for him to either get moved or cut. So maybe look at Bajan here if they really want to do the same thing and get a first-round running back, whatever the case might be. I think they go wide receiver here, and I'm going to give them Quinton Johnston out of TCU. Other guys I considered were Emmanuel Forbes, Deontay Banks, and Joey Porter Jr., any of the corners there, because they did lose Patrick Peterson. He wasn't that great to begin with this year. He's getting old. He's more of a name than a player. And on top of it, their secondary was one of the worst in the NFL. Next, the Jaguars are on the clock. I think they go with a corner here, a lot of corners that – usually are higher of in, in other mock drafts that I made have been falling according to my board that I'm doing now. So I will be giving the Jaguars Joey Porter Jr., the Penn State corner. When it comes to the Giants, they could use a receiver, but there's some receivers that have flown off the board. They could use some offensive line help. I also could see them maybe getting a safety. Who would you like to see here? I, I have two names for you. I'm thinking one, Zay Flowers, the speedy Boston College receiver, or Brian Branch out of um, out of Alabama. Hmm. I'm thinking right now. Well, why don't we do Flowers? Due to the fact that they do need some wide receiver help, 
I know they added Darren Waller. I don't really Darius Slayton is good, not great. I I don't really think I would not put a lot of my eggs into the Sterling Shepherd basket due to the fact that the dude has had a lot of injury issues. Both of his ACLs are pretty much made out of metal. He's pre, he's pretty much a terminator, which is kind of cool, but I don't know how well that's going to work as a receiver. I think they could use some depth there at receiver and yeah. You want to make a Giants fan mad real quick. Just ask him about how Kenny Galladay worked for them. So Dallas is on the clock. I think they go with a star here. Get the big tight end out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. I think that's a perfect fit for Dallas. They lost Dalton Schultz. They they always seem to have a very good tight end. Schultz was a solid tight end in Dallas. And he was probably the number one like safety net, you know, safety blanket throwdown to or from Dak, I think that that's an easy pick for the for the Cowboys. They have C.D. Lamb. Why don't you get another weapon for them down the middle? And Michael Mayer's big enough where he can do blocking as well on the line and help the run game with Tony Pollard. So next, the Buffalo Billies. They are picking 27th. They could pick best player available, maybe, uh, again, like a Brian Branch. They, they could do some D-line help. We could go a lot of ways with them. I'm going to give them Brian Brees out of Clemson. Brees probably was, he was mocked as like a top eight pick as soon as the season ended. He had some issues when it came to playing away or stepping away from football. He lost his sister due to an illness. Again, sorry. No one's going to tell me to play a child's game if one of my family members is dying. I'm not going to do it. So I understand it there. Anyone who's like, oh, you stepped away from the game for what? It makes sense. It's a worthy thing. It makes sense for him too. I think the Bills need to get best player available right now because I think they need to compete and win that division. It's getting tougher every year. The Dolphins are here. The Jets are here. And the Patriots, it just breaks my heart seeing them in last place potentially. <laughs> I think that the Patriots are still going to be a solid and competitive team this year. That being said, I think they need to get the best player available. Brian Brees was not going to be a guy that was going to be available just a couple months ago. Now he is. I would like to fit there in Buffalo. All right, there's been two tight ends taken, so do the Bengals really want to take the third best tight end in the first round? I don't think they do that now. I, I have put Dalton Kincaid, and I have put Michael Mayer to the Bengals in previous drafts. I'm going to give them Deontay Banks now. They lost Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Eli Apple. That's probably a good thing for them, losing Eli Apple. But I'm giving them Deontay Banks. They need to add to that secondary again because it could be it could be ugly if they don't reinforce it and start adding some new pieces on the secondary. They lost a lot of it. So next, going to the New Orleans Saints. I'm looking at several options here. I'm looking at offensive line potentially. I'm looking at defensive line, and I'm also looking at corner. I'm going to give them Emmanuel Forbes due to the fact that they just kind of need some win-now pieces. Getting a corner that could start day, day one, I think that has a lot of potential there. Another thing I will say is what I've heard with Emmanuel Forbes is he's a little raw where he could be a boomer bust guy. Honestly, if you're getting the fourth or fifth best corner available, but he still has the highest chance at having the best ceiling. Yeah, I'm taking that if I'm New Orleans there. So 
I see Emmanuel Forbes going to the Saints. Next, the Eagles. They have already selected Nolan Smith. What I think they do is take Brian Branch. I don't know if he'll even be here at 30, but this is my this is my predictions. These are my guesses. So Brian Branch, they lost CJ Gardner Johnson. Branch could step in day one and be the kind of replacement for him. I think he has a high ceiling. I think, again, if it wasn't for safety, if he was more of a true corner, I think that he would probably be going 15th or higher. On top of it, Branch is a very solid he, – he can play multiple positions. He can play in the nickel. He can be a, a true safety. He can play corner if he needs to a couple plays. I like it a lot. Finally, final pick. We have some names here, and these are names that I'm not going to be having. Cam Smith. I've seen him in first-round mock drafts. Not getting picked. Jack Campbell. Darnell Washington. Nope. Mozzie Smith. Nope. Jameer Gibbs. Nope. I think that the Chiefs know what it takes to win Super Bowls, and I think that they go with Will McDonald IV, the edge out of Iowa State. I think that this is the reason they go for him. Yes, they're losing some weapons. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. I think they need to get a weapon for him. However, all of those top receivers were taken, and yes, there are some good receivers in later rounds, but... I just think that they need to go defense here. They lost uh, Frank Clark in the offseason, and while he's in recent years he hasn't been a great regular season pass rusher, look at his stats when it comes to playoff time and Super Bowls. He is an absolute monster. And the Chiefs realize what what helped them win and make that comeback in the Super Bowl this year. It was due to the fact they were pressuring Jalen Hurts, making him have to throw away the ball, making him fumble the ball. I think this is exactly what you need to keep that pass rush going. Get another edge linebacker type guy now that Frank uh, Frank Clark is gone. So, Will McDonald IV is the final pick in my mock draft. So, I will be putting this out on Facebook. I have something to say about Facebook after this, but we're out here. I'll be putting out my mock draft. We can take a look at it, and then we can do a comparison. After draft night, I will be making an episode saying, hey, how did I do? Let's see how our picks went. Again, you can't rip on me for a trade that I'm not, you know, if there's a crazy trade that I wasn't expecting to happen. I mean, you can't rip on a guy for not knowing that. But when it comes to almost kind of a big board of where guys go, we can see how close I was to it. Was there a pick I got 100% right? Was there one that I was off by a mile on? So that is something that's fun. My mock draft will be up on Facebook probably around noonish. I'm going to post the the podcast first if you want to listen to it. Then you can we can um I'll post the picture out for those who want a visual representation of it. And then we'll see what Mel has to say about it once his mock draft comes out. If it already hasn't, we can compare them and think, you know. Say what you want. Say if you think mine's better. Say if you think his is better. He probably has better hair than mine. I don't know how he always has that, like, helmet hair going on. But anyway, so that'll be up on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, I want to give you guys a round of applause. I've been making some extra posts, whether it's, like, a random meme here. I made a little video and edited it myself of um, just kind of picking at some Packers fans about Aaron Rodgers highlights. It got over a 1,000 views in one day. 
And I'm saying this is someone that that's more viewership than all of my, well, obviously you don't see my podcast, you listen to it, but that is more plays than all of my podcasts, like plays doubled and put together. Yes. Craziness. So, whoa, maybe I need to make some more stuff like that. I think it would be fun to make silly videos like that and put them on the Facebook page as part of the content. You know, I've, I've put some random memes or I put my mock drafts up there. I want it to be more than just, here's the newest podcast, click the link. So, thank you to all who watched that video. I mean, it's still going. I, I keep getting every, like, 20 minutes, I'm getting a Facebook notification that someone commented on it. Yeah, I think everyone who wanted to, to watch the video, share it, give it a like, that's very cool. It really helped uh, helped out my um, page a bit. I got a lot of followers from it. I got a couple um, listeners, people that were talking to me about it. So, yeah, thanks a lot with that. That, that. that was a cool way to wake, you know, start my day. So, that being said, it's only it's only the beginning. We're making more content. We're, I'll be making some more posts. I'll be maybe talking draft night. And uh, then as soon as the first round ends, I will be making my episode on what I thought. Was there a crazy trade? Was there a guy that fell further than anyone would have thought? Only time will tell. We'll see when it happens. So that is our draft day special. Keep an eye out for it. Be excited for draft night, everyone. I I think everyone, for the most part, everyone is. Are you excited for your team to make your draft pick? Tell me that. Um, So with that being said, take care.